This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Yeah, and, we're, and look, we still have plenty to get to here throughout the pod. Offensively, a couple guys and special teams, which I know Paul loves. We will get to that as well. Defensively, though, Paul, to continue that conversation, you know, there's a common theme or a common, you know, something that's been talked about with pressure on defenses. You know, obviously we know pressure burst pipes. But the idea, hey, sacks could be overrated, get the pressures. You saw an example where sacks are not overrated. And it's not just, I'm not talking about the cave on play, knocking the Ravens out of field goal range in the first half early. In, and now it's slipping my mind. Was that Dex or was that Zimenez? I forget who had that sack on that play, but it doesn't matter. The point is that was such a huge sack to take three off the board. Showing those exotic looks to Lamar Jackson was unbelievable. That play saved points. And then also Dane Belton with the Giants have done so well all year. Get your hands up in the passing lanes. Deflects that pass that Andrews drops. Could have been a pick by Fabian Moreau. I'm not going to kill him for it. It was diving. It would have been acrobatic. But that saved the touchdown as well. Two plays that took 10 points off the board. That sack knocking him out of field goal range. And Dane Belton getting his hands up as the Giants have done all year long. The sack by Dexter Lawrence you're referring to with just under a minute left in the first half. And, you know, again, you talk about points being taken off the board. I'm not sure what Harbaugh was thinking when the Ravens had an opportunity earlier in the game on their their first drive. Uh, They get to the Giants' 42-yard line, and on 4th and 14, they punt. Well, that's a 59, maybe 60-yard field goal for Justin Tucker. Now, uh, do I need to remind you that this guy in his career has hit from 75% accuracy over 50 yards? Right. But that was right. That was after his first miss, though, Paul. No, no, this is before his miss. This Are is on sure? the first drive of the game. Okay, wow. All right. For first drive of the game. Wow, okay. They got a shot to try a 59 yard field goal, and instead they punt the ball. Then on their next drive, his 56 yarder hits the left upright. Now, I don't know. What, what are the chances that he misses two 50 yarders to begin right. the game? He probably makes one of them, right? You would think, and I wasn't down there. Did you notice anything pregame? Was Tucker not in range, windier on the field, something like the that? Field, uh, it was the field conditions were perfect. It seemed like Absolutely a perfect weather day. Absolutely perfect, which is why I was shocked they didn't go for oh. the 59-yarder. Paul, I'll say this. Maybe I'm nuts, and maybe I'm feeling my oats as a Giant fan right now. 
look, I mean, these other teams now are watching the Giants film. You give the Giants good field position with Saquon Barkley, maybe that's more of a scare now than it would have been in past years where you're a little more concerned. If I miss this field goal, do I want to give Saquon Barkley ball here around midfield. I mean, maybe the way the Giants are starting to play offensively could start factoring into some of these coaching decisions with other teams. I would actually, in my opinion, I think it's the reverse. I think they're still saying the Giants are more of a ground plotted attack. They're they're controlling things by trying to be conservative and they're not putting Jones in a lot of passing situations. Play the field position game. Punt it. Okay. Stick them down inside the 20 if I can and let them try to grind their way down the field because they probably can't do it. Look, the, we talked about this on our preview pod. This game was supposed to be a slugfest, a grinded-out affair, where the team that scored 20 to 23 points would probably win, right? This right. was going to be a game where the Giants' heavy ground game would actually play into the Ravens' hands because they don't want to play a track meet game. They don't want to play a pass-happy right. game. Especially without they, Bateman. Right. Right. They wanted to play this game their way, and the Giants' strengths were going to allow the Ravens to play it their way. And on, def- on defense, Paul, you're right. With Kayvon Thibodeau, seeing how he's come along, and this is a game of rookies, and we, I mentioned Belton. We'll talk about the guys on the offensive side. This rookie class every week is getting better and better. Now Kayvon Thibodeau gets a sack. And an emotional cave on Thibodeau post game. You see the pressures coming. Man, you start to lick your chops and assume that he's going to keep getting better week in and week out. You finally got Leonard Williams back. This defense, if Ojolari can finally get over these injuries here this year and get back, I mean, could you imagine what this defensive front now begins to look like and getting after the quarterback with Dexter Lawrence, Leonard Williams, Aziz Ojolari, and Kayvon Thibodeau? That is how you win games late, Ty. Get those guys getting after the quarterback late. The Giants haven't had that in years, Paul. You know what's interesting? Go back and look at the uh, final play, the forced fumble by Thibodeau. Did you see who was part of that pressure package? Come on, Fox. Yes. Dave Tollefson now. He's the new Dave Tollefson. That's the way we'll look at Tom I'm just saying now, all of a sudden, Wink Martindale, with his schematics and with his player substitutions, is creating pressure with all kinds of looks at all kinds of player deployment that I don't think a lot of people may have imagined a month or so ago. Certainly not. And just incredible. I mean, game balls all around. It was cool to see Brian Dable after the game go right to Wink Martin. They'll point to him as they were walking off the field. Just unbelievable. You know, the, the enthusiasm as of the coaching staff. Now, Paul, before we get to the offense, we'll take our time because we do this better than most Giants podcasts here on the special teams. couple things of note. Gary Brightwell's big kick return. Unbelievable. Giants needed that. It was just at the right time. Give Gary Brightwell, obviously, a badge of honor. And you mentioned Justin Tucker. Boy, the idea that the Giants are not the team missing field goals, and they really haven't with Graham Gano. And you're no. facing a kicker, a Hall of Fame kicker, and Justin Tucker on the other side. That, to me, that doink, act of God, who knows, perfect clear day, Tucker never misses that ball. The bottom line is this. If there was ever a sign that things are truly different about New York Giants football. It is what has now happened in the Titan game with that kick missed at the end of regulation and Justin Tucker early in this game missing a 50-plus yard field goal. We have been through seasons where Jake Elliott has kicked it from the parking lot, where Graham Gano has crushed us with a 60-yarder. If Justin Tucker is doinking 50-plus yarders versus the Giants, 
There's something karmically good about Giants football with the special teams right now, Paul. Yeah, I, and I'm going to throw another bouquet out to somebody else. How about Nick McLeod who forced two fair catches? Yeah, oh, Nick they were McLeod. in their face all day long on those punts. Number 44, they pick him up off the Bills' scrap heap, uh, you know, about a month or so ago. And nobody, nobody's even thinking about Nick McLeod, right? And last week he makes a play, a couple of plays in the secondary. And now yesterday, all right, well, we got some of our guys back, whatever. You're going to just play special teams. Okay, fine. So I'll force two fair catches by getting right in the guy's nose. <laughs> it's, it, it's unbelievable. Yeah, and my worst fear didn't come true, as our producer Adam points out. The Scottish Hammer yesterday, hey, no problems coming back after his visa issue. Good sleep. He was booming punts with that hang time. Oh, man, that was a good moment. All right, now offensively, Paul, obviously you were all over Saquon and how um, you know how effective he would be with the shoulder. That's a gutsy performance. I mean, clearly the shoulder was bothering him, especially when he goes down there. He doesn't have it really going at all in the first half, but again, just churns his legs, and he's just a different player this year. You want to talk about his rookie year and all the yards he had, that's fine. This is the best I've seen Saquon Barkley, top to bottom, catching passes, uh, pass blocking and standing in there. Saquon Barkley was unbelievable. Again, even if the 100 yards didn't have it, and again, he could have had two touchdowns selfishly, going down and discussing that with Dable. I mean, that's how the Browns lost to the Jets a few weeks ago, if you remember. Uh, well, I guess it was Hunt that didn't go down. Yeah, just Saquon Barkley was everything the Giants could have asked for, and being a closer on the offensive end, Paul. Don't forget the blitz pickups by yeah. both Barkley and Breedy yesterday, who had a couple of really important ones on key pass plays. Yeah, they they were incredible. So Saquon is obviously Saquon, and Paul. Now getting another element of trying to get playmakers involved. It might have been a pitch count. It might have been working them in slowly. It was so evident how different this offense can look with Wondell Robinson. And I heard you on the pregame show on WFAN talking about Wondell Robinson and, and the Giants basically not showing everything they've even had in that offensive playbook yet. Right. Wondell, in, in a good way, reminded me a lot, especially on that touchdown, of a younger Sterling Shepard, too. The way he could just kind of bounce around, catch those passes, tough over the middle. Again, he dealt with, uh, with a drop that might have been a little behind him. Giants had a couple of those throughout the day, or Daniel Jones' numbers would have been better. But yeah. it was so evident. The element that Wondell Robinson with speed, crossing patterns, everything can add to this giant offense. And already, boom, one full game for him, one touchdown. Let's go. Well, let's face it, in his cameo about a month or so ago, he didn't play very much, and so the Ravens had no film on him. They could have just looked back at his college tape, and that's all they really had. Right. They saw some in the preseason, but the truth of the matter is, he was going to be the guy coming out from behind the curtain. So the second that he was officially activated, 90 minutes before the game, it's like, okay, uh, there's going to be something unwrapped here today. It may not right. be a 100-yard performance, but there's going to be some key plays for this guy that the Ravens are going to kind of be caught off guard. And, I mean, let's not kid ourselves. On the touchdown pass, who is, who is near him? Who is near him? I didn't see anybody near him. Uh, my point. Yeah. I, I, the, Ra the Ravens simply got lulled to sleep and forgot about him. They had, they had no idea what the Giants were going to schematically do with Wondell Robinson. And so the Giants didn't overuse him either. You know, he was on a snap count. I think he only played 15 snaps in the game, right? Right. Wasn't, wasn't very right. much. But he was noticed but every time he was out there, that's for sure. He was strategically placed. And, uh, again, this, this is all part of unwrapping the chapters of the playbook. Sean, I'm going to tell you something. Again, I saw stuff during the summer. 
during during the, the spring, there's stuff in that playbook that still has dust on it. You really want to get excited. Wait till uh, you see the rest of it. Don't get me half chubbed here, Paul. Don't get me half chubbed. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it, baby. 